Welcome to the Sorry Eyed Effect. I'm Steph. And I'm Jen. On this podcast, we'll be chatting about all things Williams Syndrome. The ups and downs, and what it's like living with Williams Syndrome. We're excited to share our community with you. Thanks for being here. Stephanie, how are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. Man, the last episode, we had a fun time. Yes, we did. Definitely. You were shocked about getting an invite to prom. Yes, I'm very shocked. I'm a little (laughs) jealous, for sure. Um, I can't (laughs) wait to see the pictures. You're going to have to text me selfies all night. Oh, yeah. You're going to live your best life. It's going to be fun. Oh my God, I just can't believe that actually happened. I didn't expect that at all. We're having a show. I mean, it's incredible. Those people are just awesome. Awesome, awesome people. Seems like everybody we've met has brought some fun element of Williams Syndrome awareness to us, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. what makes it exciting. Just everybody like everybody's so friendly that has like williams syndrome like i've met a few people that were incredible like really friendly and my sister's a special ed teacher so i went to the school with her one day and i met two people with williams syndrome and it was just amazing just amazing And I bet they love that too, right? Like, because it's important for people to see, you need to see yourself out in the world. Um, That's why we're doing what we're doing. Yes. And it was really neat because I was looking at the girl and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And the other girl is Chinese and she has Williams syndrome. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Did you guys think, did you think you looked alike? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see yeah. the similarities for sure. I see a lot of similarities um, in you with my daughter or vice versa. I don't know how it goes when like one person's older than the other, but um, that's what makes our community special. Yes, it does. That's absolutely true. Yes. Joining us on the show today is Kate Beerfelt. Kate is from Worcester, Mass, and she is an adult living with Liam syndrome. She loves Broadway shows and is a public speaker. She loves to work with her family and friends and loves music, which I'm sure we'll talk about today. Please welcome Kate. Okay. Well, hello, Kate. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you? You look so happy today. I feel like you're like thriving. You're not just hanging in there, doing great. (laughs) Well, I've been going through a lot these last couple of months. So it's been a little difficult and a little hard, but I'm trying to manage the best I can. Oh, that's good. Um, I do follow you on social media. I think, did I see that you moved to a new house? Yeah. Um, I moved in, I live in Barnstable, which is a town on the Cape and we just, um, moved and, I got all my stuff in and it looks wonderful and every, it looks just so great. And I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Oh, that's good. So you are in Massachusetts, Stephanie, yeah. in New Hampshire. Do you guys know each other? 
I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever met you no. before. No, but my, I do. I would love to give out my number to you and my information if you would like. Sure, yes. And we could connect and talk whenever you want because I love making new friends and I think you'd be a really good friend for me to have. Oh, yeah, I would enjoy that very much. Yeah. How close are you to each other? Like, how far maybe, is it? Maybe like an hour? Yeah, maybe I think so. An and I'm um about an hour from Boston, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, yeah, I think you guys might be kind of close to each other. Well, so tell us about, for those of you who don't know you, why don't you introduce yourself and tell them how old you are and what you do. We already know you live in uh, Massachusetts, but tell everybody everything else. Um, hi, my name is Kate Beerfeld. I am 38 and a half. Oh, that's awesome. How old were you when you were diagnosed with Williams syndrome? I was about probably... I knew I could talk probably before I could walk. Um, 18 months. 18 months. Walk at 18. Walk at 18. And talk about, talk about 10 months old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you probably haven't stopped since. Well, so you you and Steph are close in age. Because Steph, didn't you yeah. just turn nine? Yep. Yeah. So that I'm really excited that we're the same age. Yeah, Almost. me too. Yeah. <laughs> So you live, you live in Massachusetts and tell us about what that's like. How, did you grow up there? Um, yes, I was born in Worcester, Massachusetts at a very wonderful hospital. And now I currently live at the home that I've been living at since I was born. And it's everyone that comes to my house says, wow, your house is amazing. Uh -huh. But I moved to the Berkshire Hills Music Academy and when I was about 18 and I stayed there for seven years. Um, and I learned so much. I did so much. I gained so much and it was amazing. And then after that, I moved to the Cape and that's where I've been ever since too. Oh man, that's wonderful. So Steph, do you know about the Berkshire Music Academy? No, I don't. Oh, you would have to check it out. It's it was such an incredible place and I learned so much like I learned math through music. They taught everything through music. And I also did singing um, a lot of singing like of different Broadway songs and different songs that I really loved. And I did a lot of stuff and I worked actually for the best buddies in the best buddies office while no I was way. there too. Yeah. I wow. worked in the best buddies office and they hired me to go to all around the country and go speak about best buddies and what it means to me. And I spoke over about over 4,000 people at a best buddies like convention. It's international. So everyone from all over the world came. I met people from like Australia, London, everywhere you can. Oh my of. God. Yeah. It was incredible. Oh, and the, I'm in the best buddies program. Yeah. And I also did public speaking too, as well. And so I gained my public speaking skills from being part of like best buddies, having a buddy, going out, you know, doing things with my buddy and having fun. And I also got an award um, from one of my buddies. It's for w Woman of Achievement Award for all of the things that I've done. And they surprised me. 
at the Miss Massachusetts um, pageant. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That's awesome. So are you still part of the Best Buddies program? No, they do not have one on the Cape. I really want one on the Cape because it would be such a wonderful thing for people. There are people with Williams syndrome like me and there are people with all different disabilities and it would just be so nice to have that program and have people to um, come and get to know me and everyone else. And it, still I still have my buddies from all all the years from middle school now so I've been over their houses I've done sleepovers I've done you can imagine all the fun things like we go get our nails done oh wow and one of them is married with four kids and still my buddy to this day oh that's cool because Steph's in the best buddies program too are you still doing it Steph remind me yes I am I did have a buddy but unfortunately it didn't work out um, so I'm looking for a new one. It might take a while, but I'm hoping to find someone more energetic and fun. And yeah, the one that I had was really like not fun enough for me. She was very awkward. Like it was just a weird situation for me. So yeah, sometimes, unfortunately, that happens. And you kind of, that's how you get to know people. Like, and you can decide, like, who you think is going to be good for you or who's not. And then make that choice yourself and, you know, mm -hmm. stick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So what do you and, do now? Um, oh, go ahead. Um, Mrs. C, who is my, was my middle school teacher. We are still best friends to this day. First First chapter, she was the one that did the first chapter in the country, in the school. In middle school. Wow. In middle, yeah. That's awesome. So what do you do now, nowadays? You, do you work? Um, I did, I did work, um, but I've been experiencing a lot of other things um, going on right now that we have to get checked out and get fixed. Um, I was born with Chiari malformation. Um, and it is starting to really bother me, um, where I have like, you know, head pain, tightness, mm -hmm. like throbbing, my throat feels like it's hurting a lot from the pain that I've been experiencing and hand pain. And it is common for some of our, um, people in our community to have carry malform malformation. Do you know exactly what it is? Like, can you tell everybody if they've never heard of it before, what it, you're telling us some of this, but. It's the opening of the base of the skull. Okay. And I have two brain tonsils that are pushing down and the fluid is going in a wrong direction. Um, and it's not supposed to be going in a wrong direction. And so they're going to be, either well tomorrow I have to go for a nerve block and then if that doesn't work they're going to have to do surgery to fix it yeah so that's causing you lots of health problems yeah it is yeah. right now but I want to talk about Broadway and <laughs> happy you know, stuff like I don't yeah. you want to talk about all the fun stuff so let's talk about fun stuff you said you like to go out with your friends oh you yeah love <laughs> Broadway and music. I certainly do. There's nothing like it. I have a whole list I would actually like to share with you of actually I was in 
um, a few Broadway kind of shows myself. I was in, yeah, I was in Footloose and I got to play the bartender. And that was such a fun role for me because my brothers, when I was 21, took me out to the bar for my birthday. And that's an experience I'll never forget. So getting to play a bartender was really fun. That's cool. This is like yeah. the play. It's a high school play I was in. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Tell us and what then, else. And then I did, I was in Jesus Christ Superstar. That was one of my all time other favorite musicals and still is to this day. Um, and I was in Greece and I got to play Jan and I also was in Wizard of Oz and I got to play the mean old nasty witch. <laughs> I love it. Were you mean? I was mean. Oh, I was mean. People were so afraid of me. <laughs> well, in when I was in fifth grade, I was in a play and I played Glinda the Good Witch. So we oh. <laughs> But I do have a lot of list of over 25 shows that I've seen. What's your favorite I'll, one? I'll tell you my, I'll give you four of my favorite because this list could go to the back of the page. I'm not kidding. Um, I love Lion King has to be probably my top favorite. It's one of the best musicals. And if you haven't seen it, please, everyone that's watching this or listening, please go see it because it's phenomenal. And then Wicked is one of my all-time favorites. And Hamilton, which I'm wearing, currently wearing my Hamilton shirt. Yes. Um, and I got all Hamilton dressed up for you all. Um, I was very lucky enough to see that. I got that for Christmas one year. Um, I've seen a bunch of them. Cats was one of my favorites. Ooh. And I met the whole cast of cats, which was unbelievable. Um, and I have a cat, by the way. Um, yeah. yeah, her name's Lady Gaga. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Steph has cats as well. You probably see one sitting on her lap right now. But she I just seen, got has yeah. a baby kitten. Oh. <laughs> yep, um, she's orange and gorgeous. I've seen um Pinky Boots, that was another favorite of mine. Um, I've seen Little Mermaid, Aladdin, uh, Frozen. That was cool because my um, godmother lives in New York and got tickets for front row seats for Frozen, but she couldn't go that day. So she called and asked me if I wanted to go with my family. And we all got up and went to New York and it was such an experience I'll never forget. And then... Um, I've seen Beautiful, the Carol King musical, Dirty Dancing, On Your Feet, and Motown. Um, Margaritaville was really fun, too. Those all sound fun. Do you go to New York for those? Um, I actually go to Boston or Providence or Worcester. We got a new Broadway theater down here in Worcester, and pretty much all the shows that are in New York come down here, and they're just as incredible. I mean... <laughs> Outside of musicals, you're pretty, you like music as well. What's so oh, is Lady yeah. Gaga? I love Lady Gaga. Um, I currently have two favorite groups of mine that I'm very, very close with. One is called Hyanna Sound. They're an all-professional male a cappella group. And they come from all over the state of like Massachusetts, California, everywhere, New York even. Um, and then after they're done being in Hyanna Sound, a lot of them have been on Broadway. 
And one of my friends, Peter, who is was a member of Hyannis Sound, is now currently singing on cruise ships, which is, yeah, he's incredible. And he's singing on cruise ships. And and he they all came for my birthday and surprised me and sang to me for my birthday. And then the other group that I love is Cape Harmony. They're the all-female professional acapella group down on Cape Cod as well. And they stay all summer long and perform and they all know me and they've taken me in as like, if I was one of their own, it's awesome. That's wonderful. Are you, do you like, yeah. um, I haven't heard in years. So I can yeah, send I... some videos of, of the guys singing. I think you would really enjoy it because they're really fun. And, and ball in the house was actually the first acapella group that I even heard of, and I'm friends with them all still to this day after I was probably like 15 or 16 when I met them. And I'm still friends with that group now, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I also love like Elvis, the Beatles, you name it. I love it. I love all the Beatles. My favorite. I heard you on the last podcast mentioning how much you love the Beatles. And I was like, I love them, too. My favorite song is um, Let It Be. That is one of my favorite songs by the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Mom loves that song. I love Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. That's a great one. And actually, I'll tell you a story, Seth, that'll blow your mind. I went to um, Vegas, actually, a few years ago, and I saw Lady Gaga in concert. But I also went to a Beatles Circus Olay, and they played, yep. I'm not even joking you. Oh, my God. It was quite an experience. I've never experienced anything like that before. And they played every Beatles song you could even imagine. Oh, my God. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, you could look it up on YouTube and watch it. I've done that, too. And you can find it on YouTube. And it shows you a lot of the stuff they do. It's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I also have a best friend. Um, her name is Julie. She lives in Boston. And sometimes we go to Boston and see shows together. Or sometimes she comes down here and see shows with me. So yeah, it's really, really fun. And we're also going to Disney together with a few of our friends too. So we're very excited. You sound really busy. I know. Everyone's like, can I have the life that you have? And I'm like, some days I'm I get overwhelmed, but other days I'm just like I'm having a ball. <laughs> yeah, that's real busy too. You guys both, I'm noticing about the two of you. You guys keep your yeah. Cool. yeah. And I also um, I still have a job at my day program. I go to a day program three days a week, and I I work at the front desk. I answer phones. I greet people, and now I'm currently in having an interview at the animal MSPCA on the Cape to see if I can volunteer there. And um, since I've been home for so long, my mom has brought me to the MSPCA down here. Um, And a mother dog just had nine baby pit bull puppies. And, and I've been able to hold at least four or five of them. So it's been such an incredible time getting to be with the cats and oh they are the sweetest they talk they meow they purr they give you they're just the sweetest oh yeah 
I'm yeah, a big cat lover. <laughs> that volunteers at a cat shelter, which is how you got your cat, right? Yes. Yeah, we got, yep. we got ours from a no cat kill shelter too. And she's just, I mean, she's mama's girl. So it's like, Aww. yeah, she is mama's girl all the way. When I come home, she waits for me at the front door. She knows what it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> that and is adorable. Yeah. And I do. Oh, I said it is adorable. That's really sweet. Yeah. yeah, she's, oh, she's been like, she chose me as her main mama because when she was little, you know, I would always take care of her, always make sure she was okay and always snuggle her. And, you know, she would give me kisses just like a dog would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steph, what other questions do you have for Kate? I think we're like almost at the end of our time, believe it or not. I've always wanted to see like Adam Lambert or like anybody on Broadway like that. Have you ever seen any like really amazing celebrities that you've been really close with? Um, I'm well, this is actually a funny story. So there was a group that came called the Broadway Boys, right? And there's this place in New York City that I've been to called Ellen Stardust where everybody sings, dances, because they all want to be on Broadway. Like, that is their dream, to be on Broadway. And I was at the show once, and all the guys are like, wait a minute, I think I know you. Did you come to Ellen Stardust at one point? And I was like, oh, my God. I felt like a celebrity in that moment. Mm. Yeah, Ellen's is a restaurant. It's a really cool diner. It's really cool because they get up on the like on the chairs and they start singing, and it's just such a fun. Oh, yeah! Wow, that's I feel, awesome. I feel yeah. like the two together would have a lot of fun. So, like, I'm hoping after this podcast, you guys do connect and like do some yeah. fun stuff. I think if. Uh, Joel might be able to give me your information and um, send it to me and I can give you a call and check in and see how you're doing. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to visit you and hang out with you. That'd be fun. Yeah, we would have a good time. I think we would have too much of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm also on Facebook. You could look me up at Kate Bierfeldt is my name on Facebook. And then my Instagram is Miss Broadway Diva Queen B. Okay. So, yeah. So I love it. That's your Instagram name, Miss yeah. Broadway Queen. Wait, Broadway Diva Queen B. Yes. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you. On today's podcast, we have Jessica, who has a daughter that has Williams syndrome. And she makes shirts and she makes profiles of people that have Williams syndrome. I'm very proud to introduce Jessica to the podcast show. I know you're working for Outshine Labels. How did that all begin? And what what is most important that you want people to know about Outshine Labels? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. And I could talk for hours to answer it. Um, <laughs> so when Ava was diagnosed, my daughter, who is now seven, I went on Instagram to try to find families that had children with Williams syndrome. And um, I didn't find a whole lot at that time. That was in 
the very end of 2017. Um, and so I started to just make friends with other families that had children with disabilities. Um, and I realized like, why aren't we kind of teaming up a little bit more Mm -hmm. and networking? Because, you know, my child is in speech therapy, like a child with Down syndrome might be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I kind of saw a lot of overlap and I thought, um, you know, how great it would be for all of us to, um, you know, network a little bit more together. And um, then I also kind of even back then, uh, I know it was only a few years ago, but still the the way that people spread awareness then was more about teaching people about the condition. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel very comfortable doing it that way myself, because whenever I tried, I felt like I would, you know, talk about Williams syndrome and I could see people's eyes like kind of like mm-hmm. roll over their head and they they just would be overwhelmed with like all of this information I was giving them. Right. And so I was kind of losing their attention. And I thought, well, I'm not very good at spreading awareness. And, you know, the point of this is to capture somebody's attention so that we can, mm-hmm. you know, open them up to something that they're not familiar with and expand their view and Um, And so I just was thinking, you know, I honestly just personally care that people treat Ava with respect and love and equality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, I just want to share stories about like, you know, what Ava has taught me, like, as a parent, you know, things that I didn't see coming and like, these little um, glimpses of like, wow, like, this is amazing, kind, you know, because I was forcing myself to at that time to be exposed to good stories because I, I knew if I was surrounded by, you know, the scary things that mm-hmm. I would just shut down and continue to be depressed by her diagnosis. And right. so that's, so with my Instagram account, I started to kind of share these stories that were, um, you know, they pull at your heartstrings and they just make you feel good. And, and really it's with, you know, the whole, like, with psychology of people, I mean, um, it's fight or flight, you know, like, so when you're kind of seeing something that scares you, you run away from it. But when you see something that makes you feel good, you go towards it. And so then I was just thinking about how, you know, maybe we could change the way that we spread awareness a little bit by just sharing these good stories, the happy ones, the one, because then I feel like, you know, we could capture somebody's attention that's not used to our world. And then maybe they'll be more open to it when they would see a child with disabilities and be more loving and inclined towards them or something. So that was one thing um, that was really important for me to do. And, um, you know, teaming up with other advocates that, you know, didn't matter what, disability space they were in, you know, we all had something a lot in common with each other. Um, but then also just sharing more of like the positive stories, the, the just, um, insights that we're, that we see that the common family out there doesn't get to see Mm -hmm. if they don't have a child with disabilities Mm -hmm. and stories like that are, are what I saw, um, a lot of people loved. And then I guess the final part then was, you know, I was looking at, cause I had an e-commerce website, multiple e-commerce websites before Outshine Labels. Um, And I was thinking about like what what I could do with my current business at that time to um, help spread awareness for Williams Syndrome or how could I help the disability community. And I started to look at merch, like merchandise. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I noticed like so many, you know, 
I guess, you know, you've all seen the shirts that are kind of like Ava's army or team, uh -huh. whatever, you know, and that was, that's what everybody's always done. And um, because I'm an entrepreneur and because I have ADHD myself, I just think I'm wired a little bit differently. And, and so I was like, what can we do that would be different, you know, or how can we, maybe we can do this a different way or something. And so that's when I started to think like, well, why, you know, maybe if I just make, um, I think one of my first designs was be kind, because like I told you in the beginning, that was one of the very, that's just, I just want people to be kind to Ava. And so, um, and you know, we've all seen products with be kind on them, but I thought, you know, because this is so me and it feels like it's, it's something, uh, it's a phrase that I love, or we love as a family. Um, I felt like, you know, whenever I do wear this and they say, oh, I love your be kind shirt or your coffee mug or whatever, I can talk about Ava still like, and I'm still going to spread awareness. And so I just, I just thought, you know, to, you know, um, just how overwhelmed society is with like information overload, like every, but there's so much information out there. Now, everybody has a smartphone. Everybody's like, if I don't know yeah. something, I'm going to ask Suri what the answer is or whatever. And, um, I just kind of thought, you know, a way to spread awareness is a more in like an indirect way. Um, something, you know, with universal designs that appeal to more people. Um, and because I thought the more people that are wearing it, uh, the more awareness that we can spread. And because we have e-commerce, we can sell to the world. So we can raise more money than what we typically used to do with maybe a team shirt that I would sell to just my family and friends. Um, you know, I'm only going to make a little bit of money there and then if I'm not a good designer, maybe they'll only wear it like one time, right? And I want them to wear it all the time. So it was just kind of rethinking how we fundraise with merchandise. So that is my very long answer and I could still go on and on. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I remember just when I first came across your website, I was, so as you know, my daughter Stella has Williams syndrome and she has quite a, a large team of people that support her. And so I'm always looking for gifts like at the end of the year that have some sort of tie back into the disability space. And I remember finding your site. I don't remember exactly how I found it, but I remember seeing a young lady that's on the, on the page today and she had a design and it was called you rock. The shirt says you rock. And I was like, this is a perfect gift to give to people who support my kiddo, right. To give them something that was designed in conjunction with somebody who has Williams syndrome that supports the disability community that, you know, has disability pride without, you know, saying like Williams syndrome or saying like Down syndrome. Um, it was something that I, I thought was like really cute and eye-catching yet kind of filled all those pillars behind the scenes that I wanted it to fulfill. And so I, I love your mission, as you know, as you know, because yeah. we've, we've had a long relationship since then, but um, I, I love that that's what you focus on are, um, and you've obviously branched out since then, right? You do do designs for a lot of nonprofits that have like their logo or their names on it. So you're not necessarily exclusive to more of those universal designs, but um, I think that creating those eye-catching, cute, inspirational designs that have meanings behind them have been so powerful. Um, so let's talk about that 
in terms of your new partnership with the Williams Syndrome Association. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that and how it's going. Oh, wow. So it's going really well. Um, We recently did this uh, four leaf clover t-shirt. I think you've probably seen that. Um, So that was more of a universal design. Uh, It says one in 10,000 because your odds of finding um, a four leaf clover are one in 10,000. And that's the same as having a child with Williams syndrome. And yeah, so I, you know, I was just actually wearing this shirt, the whole family was last weekend for St. Patty's Day. And um, we were on like a road trip. So we were stopping a couple of different towns and everybody complimented us on our shirts. And somebody, you know, was like, oh, one in 10,000. What's the, I was like, oh yeah, your chances of finding a four-leaf clover, one in 10,000. They're like, oh, wow, I never knew that. And so I got their attention, right? And then I'm like, yeah, it's the same as having a child with Williams syndrome, which is like our our daughter, Ava here. And they're like, oh, I never heard of Williams syndrome. Like, tell me more about it. And so that got the conversation going. And so we were spreading awareness, right? Um, So yeah, this was one of the more universal designs I did um, because I feel like anybody could still wear it. Like, in fact, I had... Um, someone was like, oh, I'm buying that for my hairdresser because um, they love four-leaf clovers. Like that's like their thing. Like they have a four-leaf clover keychain and they have artwork in their house with four-leaf clovers. Like that's, they just love four-leaf clovers. They collect them. And I was like, there you go. There's, you know, there's somebody that um, loves, you know, the design, but then also they now have this like extra meaning behind it where they know like, oh, that's also supporting the Williams syndrome community. Um, and so, yeah, the Williams syndrome community or the association would get 70% of the profits for anything that sells inside of their store. And so essentially like I'm running their, um, merchandise store on outshine labels. And in addition to the four leaf clover shirts, we have, um, the 40th anniversary shirts that I did last year for the convention. Um, those are fun because they are neon ink and they glow so that was kind of fun to do during the convention was have a like a little area with black lights and people would take their pictures in that area and have glowing shirts um but then also i have their logo um apparel and accessories so you can get coffee mugs and tote bags and and i feel like that's another thing too jen it's like a lot of people thought of, I mean, I feel like it was always t-shirts, right? Like that's what we fundraised with was just a t-shirt and we do offer t-shirts, but then we have sweatshirts and tank tops and other types of apparel. Um, in addition to the accessories. So they're fun, like a coffee mug or the um, stickers and tote bags and just other products. So there's really, we're kind of giving people like no excuse not to buy something because there's something for everyone, Um, you know, and whenever you make that purchase, you're going to support the Williams Syndrome Association. So it, it definitely takes, I feel like a lot of work off of their plate because, you know, like I said, I give them 70% of the profits and I, I retain 30 and that 30% helps me, uh, pay for, um, it helps you, right. Like run the, they operated the website. Yeah. You have to pay the website bills. Um, you have to answer the emails on how does something fit or I didn't get my shirt and it's lost in the mail and I have to track it down or, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of like administrative kind of backend things that, um, help me run outshine labels. So, so what I remember, I think is that before, um, the partnership with you, the Williams syndrome association really didn't 
like use merchandise as a way to fundraise. And now since you have been on board, you've been able to generate quite a lot of dollars for the WSA. Isn't that yes. correct? I feel, yeah, Jen, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because that I think is something that not just the WSA, but all of the nonprofits that I've talked to so far, they never thought of like, merchandise as like um, a way for them to make money. You know, they didn't think, and really I feel like it's a whole new revenue stream because nonprofits rely so heavily on financial donations. Um, and, and they really are the best kind, that's the best that you can get, right? Is a financial cash donation is the best way that you can raise money. But, you know, fundraising with merchandise is like this whole other revenue stream that I feel like is really untapped and there's a lot of potential there. Um, so yeah, that's what's exciting about it is being able to kind of use it as another um, revenue stream for the WSA to use towards um, everything that they need help with. Yeah, because like a lot of people individually think merchandise is a great way, like you were saying, like to support whatever cause they're trying to advocate for, like cerebral palsy or Down syndrome or whatever, like mm -hmm. nonprofits, when they get into this space, um, merchandise can be very, like you said, administratively heavy. It can not create a lot of revenue for them. It's like more like work than it is like worth it. And so, um, I love that you're flipping that a little bit and helping these nonprofits think differently about, about what merchandise can be. Um, I do have a question. Do you have cat bandanas for Steph? I, um, yeah, I can do cat bandanas because I have, so the bandana would work for dogs and cats. So yeah, uh huh. I can do those. Do you want me to add that? Um, yeah, please. I, and I also know Steph is very excited right about having some merchandise for the podcast yes oh my god i'm so excited about that yes mm -hmm. yeah like i'm looking at your blanket and i we have a blanket that's so fuzzy and soft and we could do a blanket that has well i have them on the site right now you have the um wsa logo uh you could have one of those fuzzy blankets instead of the one that you have there you could wear you know kind of get cuddled up yeah i would bed. love that That'd be cool. Yes. And your poster in the background, I can't read all of it. Bray and be you. Very cute. We could put some other ones next to it. Yeah, that would be cool. Make a little photo collage. Yeah, before that would be great. Before, before you know it, you're going to be all outshine. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. <laughs> I don't. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. What mm -hmm. you do? Yes, you do some like nonprofits, right? But you also do a lot of individual fundraising for like specific individuals with disabilities and their respective causes. Tell Steph a little bit more about that. Yeah, so there are adults on the site who are like over the age of 18 and might be self-advocating on, uh, you know, themselves. And so um, they are, I mean, we actually, we have a uh, Michael Kutcher on the site. He is one of our adults on the site. Um, we have Megan. And, and you know what's so funny is I've met all of these people just through kind of like social media. <laughs> and so um, I haven't really opened it up to kind of like the masses to where 
Um, you know, you can open up a store or a collection uh, without shine labels, but in the future, I do hope to open that up more so that other families can be, you know, as many families and adults that are interested in doing something like this would have that um, capability to work with me. Uh, right now, it's just kind of like me, so I don't have the bandwidth to expand at that, at, you know, at this time. Um, but I am really working hard on trying to figure out how I can do that because I get constantly, I get emails um, and direct messages and, and, um, and I, you know, just from so many people that need so much help. I mean, Mm. that's what's so like so this is it's yeah just some of the stories that I read it's like how can I say no to them you know like I want to work with them I want to help them and really like my my honestly my if you need extra money so that was like one of the reasons another reason why I created this um you know so many families are hurting and need extra money um and I don't know why I'm getting like choked up but I mean I just think um a lot of the therapies aren't covered by health insurance. So what do these families do? You know, they want to help their child, but then they don't want to, you know, sacrifice their family's lives and like the other children that they have in the house, because, you know, now all the money is going towards one child because they're trying to get help their child or whatever. So this is just, you know, it's a way. So you, you can not only purchase merchandise and outshine labels, but then there's the GoFundMe aspect that I also have built in where you can make a financial donation to them. Um, and so then I don't take a percent or anything of that. It's just we deduct the credit card fee. That's it. Um, so it's a way for people to make extra money that they otherwise don't really have another way of doing so. Um, and I mean, I think. You know, if, if somebody comes to me and like I've had it happen recently where they'll come and and they're desperate for extra money and they're like, can I work with you? And it's like, oh, my God, like I, I want to work with you. But I the very first thing is I advise you to try to just start like a financial type GoFundMe account or an account like that, because if you need cash, like you're going to make more cash that way than you will through fundraising with merchandise. And as soon as you open up that avenue, um, it the people that are supporting you, they might end up buying a, a t-shirt instead of giving you $20. And so you would actually make more money if they gave you $20. And, um, you know, where if they're just going to buy a t-shirt, you might only make like $7 or $6 on that. So right. I try to tell people to, you know, if they're desperate for extra money to kind of go through GoFundMe first, um, just until Outshine Labels is more well known. <laughs> um, they could certainly just do that with me in the beginning, but everybody knows GoFundMe me. So it's, uh, you know, I feel like the masses are kind of accustomed to GoFundMe. They have a big base with them, a solid foundation, but that's a, that's the best way that, you know, people can earn extra money is trying to start a GoFundMe first. And when you feel like um, you've kind of like what happens is you'll get a lot of support in the beginning and then it kind of starts to trail off and gets quiet and quiet. And when you start to notice that, that's when I suggest that you can do merchandise because then you're adding something new and, um, you know, maybe you're, you already got a financial donation from somebody, but now they're going to purchase a t-shirt and you'll, it's extra money that you can earn. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always good to like do it alongside other fundraising activities um i think and that's why it makes sense for a lot of the people that you're working with and the nonprofits. um it's all 
exciting work. I'm so excited for you. Um, so Steph has never been to convention. So her first convention is hopefully going to be Arizona. Yes. I really hope so. I don't know the dates of it, but you will make so many new friends. Yeah. We're yeah. finally, finally meet the friends that you've met only through Facebook and then you'll get to see them in real life. Yeah, I know. That'd be so cool. Last year, I really hope it does happen. Yeah, last year was Jess's first convention. And so, you know, you, yeah. she knows like what's coming your way. It's so exciting. Uh, uh-huh. I never want to miss another one. You know, it was so much fun to connect, you know, with the other families and then the kids get to meet each other. Or I, it was just, it was awesome. It was really awesome. Oh, it sounds really fun. Oh my God. <laughs> The only thing is you can't bring kitty cat with you. I won't. No way. I know. <laughs> I wish. Although I, I want to pinch that little kitty cat there. Oh my gosh. When is oh, coming? Hi, producer Joel here. Uh, July 9th through the 14th. Oh, thank you, producer Joel. Oh, thank you, Joel. And it's in Arizona. So we are very excited for that. And Jess is in Arizona as, as is Outshine Label. So hopefully you'll be creating new merch and have a table that we can all yeah. procure all the things from. Definitely. That will happen. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to learn more about Outshine Labels? I would say head to the website, which is outshinelabels.com. Um, you can also go on Instagram or Facebook and find me there. So it's hash, you know, I guess at Outshine Labels. Um, and those I feel like are the uh, top three areas that you can go find out more about Outshine Labels. Thank you very much, Jess, for being part of the podcast. Thank you. It's really nice to meet you. You too. You've been listening to The Starry-Eyed Effect presented by the Williams Syndrome Association. The show is hosted by Jennifer Keaton and Stephanie Karen and produced by me, Joel Lispin. Theme song by Tommy Barbarella and Mariella Elm. Got a question for Steph and Jen? Email us at podcast at williams-syndrome.org. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and maybe it will get featured on a future episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to The Starry-Eyed Effect wherever you get your podcast delights.